0: Millions of Americans are about to receive their Census Bureau mailings with instructions on how to go online with their household information. But the 2020 decennial count started in January at basically on time at that point. With the bulk of the efforts still to come, the count remains on the high-risk list of the Government Accountability Office. Here with the latest assessment, the Managing Director of the GAO's Strategic Issues Team, Chris Mim. Chris, good to have you back.
1: It's a pleasure to be with you, Tom.
0: Now, We'll set aside the coronavirus situation for the moment. In looking at census having started in January, the big rollout happening almost as we speak, what's your assessment of their on-timeness and the risk to the program as it stood before a couple weeks ago?
1: Yeah, that's that's obviously the huge kind of thumb on the scale is is up until a couple of weeks ago. Um, The early operations had had run reasonably well. Uh, They had uh, constructed, they had a big address list uh, development uh, effort last fall um, that went on time, on schedule, on budget. Um, they, which was uh, good for them. Um, they, uh, their hiring numbers, or their, rather their recruitment numbers, um, after having some problems through the fall, have turned around and they're, they're looking good in terms of applicants that they have. The number of partnerships that they wanted to establish that are so vital to, to being on the ground, to convince uh, people in their communities of, about the importance of participating in the census. Those were, had to actually hit their targets um, so operationally, they were they were going into a, a pretty good space. We had some concerns on the IT level, but uh, um, that were fully re- are not fully resolved. But uh, they're they're looking actually okay on that as, as well. So, but again, the the big asterisk uh, or thumb on the scale, as it were, now is the, is the coronavirus.
0: Yeah, sure. It sounds like until now they were almost like a complicated Broadway play. The last technical rehearsal, you say to yourself, this is never going to come off. But somehow, when the curtain opens, it manages to come together
1: yes, and it, but the, the challenge that the bureau has is that the it's a, the census is obviously a national undertaking, but it 's implemented locally around the country, and so while you know, looking at the overall number of partnerships, the 300,000 that they got is, is good and important. And looking at the over the 2 million um, re, uh, applicants that they got is, is good and important. What really is important is what happens down at each local level, because, it's, you know, having a, a real good partnership event or, or partnership uh, network in one part of the country or targeted on one community doesn't necessarily help with another. Likewise, with recruiting numbers, you can have just blow through your targets and do really, really well in one part of the country, that doesn't help you in parts where you're, where you're lagging. And so the, the key now going forward is to really get very, very local in the examinations that are taking place and seeing how is the census being being conducted um, locally? What are the response rates? And therefore, what's the hiring that's taking place? And therefore, um, th- that uh, do they have enough people in each of the local communities to execute on the census?
0: Right. You could have basically enough people to cover New York City five times, but if you don't have them in rural Mississippi then you're still not where you need to be, in other words.
1: Absolutely. And in fact, you know, one of the things they found when they did the their address canvassing uh, back in the, the in the fall and winter um, is that when they did have hiring shortages, they were able to move people around into other parts of the country. That works reasonably well for a, a small operation, small being only in air quotes, you know, 50 million households that they were trying to to, to get on the address list. Um, it works much less well, or it's much less available as a strategy um, where you you know are enumerating the entire country at the same time. We're
0: speaking with Chris Mim, he's managing Director of the Strategic Issues team at the Government Accountability Office. All right now, March brings on this coronavirus really crisis. It's a very real one, and let's talk about the enumerators, assuming they can get the people hired where they need them. How can they now go door to door and knock on doors and chat with
1: people? Yeah, there's a couple of issues there, right? Is that the the first is just getting people to be willing now to to take the work. Uh, the bureau has has always found that there is a, a huge drop off from their recruitment list or people that actually apply to those that 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 go through the 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 background checks, the uh, the training, the first couple days of enumeration, and actually stick with it. That that happens just naturally, and it's you know people have uh, you know other options. They find out that you know this isn't really what I wanted. Um, every expectation is is that there'll probably be more of a drop off this time, just because of the um, of the virus obviously. And so you're you're there are concerns about are we going to be able to get it are we gonna be able to hire the people? And then there are concerns about whether or not people will open the doors to it, you know, when the people come in and knock. Even more broadly is that one of the, the areas that the Bureau has traditionally found the hardest to enumerate are the, the you know the gated communities or the doormen that won't let it into a high rise apartment. Um, now there's a lot of uh, senior centers. My parents are, you know, live in one that's on a virtual lockdown that you just can't get into. That, you know, that, um, you know, unless you're a medical professional on that, and they've had no viruses. They just want to make sure that nobody comes in and, and, and brings it in there. Doing that enumeration will be will be difficult in that case. What this all means is that how vitally important it is for each one of us to go online fill out our census form online, which is a new innovation for this time, or to answer it if you're not one of the people that, that does it online, to do it through the through the mail. Um, we need to keep that uh, non-response workload, that is where they send out the enumerators, as small as, and as manageable as possible, um, because that's going to be the key to success going forward.
0: Plus, they have community meetings with different groups that they enlist, the Census Bureau enlists, to help spread the word, you know, in, among different ethnic groups, for example. And with so many governors almost by the hour saying you can't have meetings with more than twenty five or fifty people and so on, that seems like that kind of outreach amplification effort could really get curtailed.
1: Absolutely, Tom and and these these partnership efforts, as I was mentioning a moment ago, are absolutely vital to the to the Census Bureau. These are the, the trusted local voices that can tell people in their communities this is This is the right thing to do. Your responses are confidential. We need that. You know, you need to participate in the census because it it helps our community get recognized. It helps our community community get the political representation that we deserve, the federal funds over the next decade. These if these trusted uh, local voices aren't able to have these community events, aren't able to to get together at. at everything from, you know, kids' soccer games to, you know, uh, uh, to religious events and and talk about the sentence and, and its importance, you lose a, an ability to, to convince people that they should be participating.
0: And at this point, have you had interest at GAO from members of Congress concerned about the Census Bureau, about the whole schedule and the possibility of maybe stretching it out somewhat?
1: Very much. I know certainly the, the people that we've been working with in the Hill on the on the principal oversight committees for the census, as well as the appropriations committees are very concerned about uh, the schedule. Very concerned about how the Census Bureau is going to be able to deliver the population counts by the required deadline at the the end of December. That you know the enormous challenge of the census is that we, we do this once every 10 years. There is some flexibility in the in the schedule, but you know fundamentally it's we're we're locked in as we should be because this is the numbers that that go to drive apportionment, drive redistricting. So there's there's not too much wiggle room that the Census Bureau has in the schedule.
0: And we've seen a lot of misinformation surrounding coronavirus being spread by social media for whatever reason. It's hard to understand people's motivations sometimes. Is Census Bureau, do you think, is that a potential issue for them? Is false information just at this crucial time in the count?
1: It's it's very much. And it's something that, that we've reported on quite a bit in the past. And the, and the um, Certainly, the, the bureau is very concerned about this. It's that you know the the public perception of the bureau's ability to safeguard privacy and confidentiality of the internet self responses and other information that it gives could be easily undermined by disinformation or misinformation campaigns spread through the you know traditional media or social media. Um, they have certainly been uh, reaching out to uh, a lot of the large social media platforms. Um, to have discussions with them. They also have, as part of their, the, they, the, the Census Bureau's communication and outreach strategy. Uh, uh, part of that entails dealing with dif- disinformation campaigns. This gets back to why it is so important, and, and a, a concern that the uh, the partnership effort um, will be undermined by the bureau or by the by the uh, the virus, because this was something that they, they were looking for the partners to communicate on their behalf as well.
0: Well, the situation, I guess, is fluid and changing daily. Chris Mim is managing director of strategic issues team at the Government Accountability Office. Thanks so much for joining me.
1: It's my great pleasure, Tom, anytime.
0: We'll post this interview together with a link to his report at federalnewsnetwork.com slash Federal Drive. Hear the Federal Drive on demand and on your device. Subscribe at Apple Podcasts or Podcast One. Stay up to date on your agency's latest response to coronavirus with our special resources page at federalnewsnetwork.com. Love Target? Well, you're about to love it even more. With Target Red Card, you'll save 5% every day, in-store and online. Find the red card that's right for you. Whether it's debit, credit, or Target's new Red Card Reloadable, which doesn't require an existing bank account or credit check. With Target Red Card, you'll get exclusive deals and free shipping on most items. Visit Target.com redcard Red Card to get all the details. It's always a great day to save. Restrictions apply.